<laughs> At long last, I have finally seized direct control of the home for wayward OCs. Now I, Tanner, shall only be able to discuss my own OCs, and they're all Homestuck OCs. So get ready for the new and improved Homestuck for Wayward OCs. Oh my god. Oh, hi, Christina. You didn't happen to hear any of that, did you? Yes. <laughs> I live here. Ah, beans. Listeners, let that not preclude you from submitting Homestuck OCs. Just this is not a podcast in which I want to learn about every single canon thing that was ever mentioned in Homestuck. Also, hi, my hi. name's Christina. Hey, if someone does come in with her Homestuck OC, I have good news for you: canon isn't real. Yeah, I, I, you know what? Given. Given the little that I know about Homestuck, I'm willing to accept that as a fact. At one point, I had a friend who said that I shouldn't be invested in Homestuck because at any point the author could just like have a breakdown and kill every single character, and I told him that that already happened twice as part of the plot. Huh. Well, that's uh, that's certainly a thing. <laughs> so that, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, anyway, Hi! <laughs> Hello, my name is Christina, and thank you for checking into the Home for Wayward OCs. This is a podcast where normally a friend and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts, but today is the 50th episode and also the belated uh, second anniversary. And so I have a guest host on here today, my, my co-host and frequent guest of this podcast, Tanner. Bam, 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 bam. It's anniversary time. What are you doing with your hands right now? I listen. My wrists are so incredibly dry. I'm moisturizing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moisturize me. Their their arms were just like above the screen of the webcam, and I couldn't tell. I, I was like, it's the anniversary, you, I, and I've. I was like, are you clapping at a safe distance from the microphone? <laughs> it's the anniversary, and I've thrown my arms in the air like I just do not care. Well, thank you. I I appreciate the celebration. So we should probably discuss that uh, this episode is going to be different from most previous episodes of Wayward, uh, because this is the anniversary, and I ran a Twitter poll so that listeners and friends and followers could help decide what this episode was going to be about. And y'all voted, and the overwhelming majority was design an OC on air. So live, Tanner, <laughs> it's happening yes, now. Yes, this is live. Live in the recording, you will not be hearing it live because that's not how this works. And also, I I tremble at the idea of doing a live podcast recording. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong. So all of that aside, uh, Tanner, how do, like you're you're the one in charge of this. Where do you want me to start? <laughs> well, I was gonna make a flowchart, and then I didn't. Mainly because I don't have a program on my computer that does flowcharts anymore. Really? Yeah. They're like, I, I have I have Apple stuff, and I know Microsoft used to have Visio. I don't know if they still do, but mm -hmm. I would make flowcharts for everything. 
I was like, look, I've made a flowchart for Digivolution. And my parents are like, we don't know what that means. We don't know what this means, but we're proud of you, Tanner. <laughs> Please stop printing all of these off in color. Oh, yeah, that's true. That would be a, that would be a bad thing. So, but I did make a little bit of a questionnaire that will branch off in different directions depending on how we go with things. Uh, but the mm-hmm. first question I have on here is, do you have any idea already planned? Um, I don't necessarily. I have, like, I mean, I have things that I've been, like, enjoying consuming, but I don't have anything in particular that I've been, like, hankering to make a character for. Okay. So in that case, uh, at this point, it splits into three possible directions. We could do a character for a fandom, and it can be any fandom, but I specifically noted down the six fandoms that I feel you're most likely to pick. Um, or we could just roll a d6 and randomly select. Which are those out of curiosity? Power Rangers, Pokemon, Digimon, Glee, She-Ra, and Animal Crossing. Yeah, those are all accurate. Yeah. Uh, option two is just literally go through a tabletop RPG's character creation segment, and skipping over the more crunchy parts of it just to get to a fun character stuff. Mm-hmm. And option three is just freestyle, baby, and all you really need to pick is like what kind of genre of character... So what I'm going to do is I have my little dice bag here. I'm going to shake it far away from the microphone. <laughs> Get that uh, dice fully. Yeah, really. Um, but I'm going to roll 1d6. Uh, 1 to 2 means that we're, that I will be making a fandom character. And 3 and 4 means making a character with a tabletop system. And 5 and 6 means uh, freestyle, baby. So <laughs> let's roll. It is a four. All right. So do you want a list of all RPG systems I have that I could uh, realistically lead you through character creation on here? Yes. Let's go. Yeah. Give, give me the list, but do it slowly. So if okay. I need to, I can write something down. So I've got in here Anime is Real and My Boyfriend by Riley Hopkins, another former guest of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Dungeons and Dragons, naturally. I've got Gamma World. I've got where we've got Here We Go by Josh, another former guest of the show. Uh, I've got Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined by Riley, the same first guest of the show. The yes. same the same Riley as before. Not one of those other Rileys. Riley, the guest who is also an RPG designer. Yes. Um I've got Masks and New Generation of Heroes. I think that's the subtitle. My folder just says masks. I've got Meddling Kids, which is like a Scooby Doo. I've got Monster Hearts 1 and 2, which is the horny teenage monsters. Yeah. I have Net Battlers. I'm not sure who made this. I found this online. It's a Mega Man NT Warrior uh, RPG. Okay. We have, of course, Pokemon Tabletop United, which we're all intimately familiar with here. Mm-hmm. I've got Scion, first and second edition, which is you play as the child of a god and you go through sh- shenanigans in the world. Um... Uh, aside, I feel like you could make an entire episode of Faithful on how they try and deal with uh, Abrahamic religions. I'm guessing it's not pretty great if that's if you <laughs> for the which is the reasoning behind that face you just gave me. <laughs> Remember Akhenaten? Yes. So apparently, monotheism only exists because Akhenaten believed really hard that there is only one god. And then the primordial being of light hijacked his entire soul, and now monotheism is evil, and you have to destroy God. That's great. 
Anyways, we've also got the Star Wars RPG uh, and Tales from the Loop, which I have never played yet, but it's like a Stranger Things type thing where you're just an average kid, not an adventure, on your bicycle. And also, there are weird machines outside of the town. Isn't that weird? I also have a Doctor Who RPG, uh, but it's acoustic. I don't have it on my computer. A- acoustic? Well, what's the opposite of electronic? It's physical. An- it's analog. <laughs> yeah. I prefer acoustic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so out of that list, the ones that I'm the most interested in are Meddling Kids and Scion. All right. Which of those two would be easier to go through for podcasts? Probably Meddling Kids because I have literally done that before. I was on Kids and Their Dice with Cassidy and Lava and Charlie and Crash for a Kids and Their Dog bonus episode, a Halloween oh boco. I bet that was uh, quite the experience. Oh, it was delightful. I was an awkward, nerdy robot. Okay, that sounds good. So how about if we try meddling kids? And if we don't like how it goes, then we can try Cyan and I can cut all this. All right. So just a quick note on meddling kids. As you can probably assume from the title, it is inspired by Scooby-Doo type stuff. The RPG itself is pretty fun and pretty easy to learn. We're not going to do a deep dive into the rules because this isn't necessarily about playing the game. No. It's just we're going to use the character creation as a framework to create Christina's OC. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also really good for all ages stuff. Okay. So if you're stuck at home with th- three children or something and you're like, hey, let's play a game about being Scooby-Doo, you can do that with meddling kids. Yeah. Um, or hey... I, I've interacted with and had several people as guests on the show who do family-friendly or all-ages uh, actual play podcasts. So, hey, here's showing off a system that you could use if you want. Yeah. Um, I'm just checking. I believe it is available through DriveThru. Yeah, it's available through DriveThru RPG. Okay, cool. So, there you go. Yeah. Oh, another cool thing is that... now. Meddling Kids does use um, outdated terminology just in that they, they, they assume gender is a binary. But they also have a whole section on how it's totally cool to play a guy if you're a girl, play a girl if you're a guy. And kids and grown-ups can do that too, and it's cool to see stuff that other people go through. So mm-hmm. the fact that it has a whole section on it is pretty... Um, it builds a lot of confidence, and I imagine they would rectify a lot of pronoun troubles if they were to do a second edition. Mm-hmm. That's, that is good to hear. Mm-hmm. So, with meddling kids, first you start by picking an archetype, and there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different kinds of archetypes mm-hmm. if you're playing a kid. Because here's the other thing, is that you can also create the, I believe they're called the sidekick. Hang on, let me find that section. By sidekick, do you mean like the Scooby-Doo or like the... Yes. Oh no, the wild card. We're getting help from Fred's dad. <laughs> no, I mean the Scooby-Doo, and it's actually the term is the wild card. Okay, okay. And they, that's a whole section. So actually, yeah, do you want to create a wild card or do you want to create a meddling kid? I think I want to create a meddling kid. Just because right. it's, I feel like to create a wild card, you maybe have to be creating... I feel like it has to be created in conjunction with a group of meddling kids. Yeah, that's fair. That's kind of how we did it, too. Okay. So, the archetypes that are used in meddling kids are the jock, who's the strong adventure with muscle and courage, mm-hmm. the fluff, uh, the character that becomes the focus of all love interests, 
the brain, they're the smart one. The goof, who they're the wacky, who see all the humor. Mm -hmm. The temper, who are emotionally driven, that can motivate others to action, but sometimes they're a trickster or rebel. Mm -hmm. The sidekick, and they're the dependable one, who's always there in a jam. And the innocent, and they're the the optimist, who always sees the best in everyone and everything. Okay, uh, do I get only one archetype? You only get one. Okay, let's go with temper. Alright, so you're going to be someone who's emotionally driven, and you can motivate others to action, and sometimes you're a trickster or rebel. Sounds good. Breaking now, a little bit from my from my normal character convention, so... And then... So the way things go through for the rest of character creation is that you get points to spend on your base stats that have to add up to 24, and the base stats are strength, moves, smarts, and health. Okay. And... We don't necessarily need to go through that. Uh, after that, you get 26 points to spend on abilities. Um, some people get built-in abilities. So the temper's built-in ability is stir the pot. And this can be used to convince someone that someone else is saying or doing things against the first one. Often it's referred to as manipulation in other games. Okay, so uh, how how nitty-gritty do we want to get into like the whole point buy system i'm okay with just like saying like hey i'd rather i'd like my highest i'd like my stats to be this good in this order i think yeah i think that's a fine way to saying it because also like meddling kids it's a pretty loosey-goosey system in terms of it's if as long as you have a basic understanding of math you're fine because it's just rolling a whole bag of dice basically for a lot of stuff Okay. And so you don't even have to like worry about all different polygons and polyhedrons and whatnot. It's just big numbers are good. Okay, yeah, yeah. I I mostly meant that in the sense of like do we wanna go through and actually do the math and then I have to cut it all in post? <laughs> oh no, we don't have to do that. Just say Okay, cool. What what would you so out of strength moves, smarts and health, what would you want to be your best stat? Um what is, what is what are moves used for? how quickly the character can run and dodge and how coordinated they are. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to rank them as the highest one uh, has to be uh, has to be health. Then uh, then smarts are smarts are two. Uh, strength is three and moves are four. So that's from, like, highest value to lowest value. All right. And then that pretty much covers anything we need to take out of the Meddling Kids book itself. Okay. Are there any, like, fun abilities kind of a thing? There are, but I'm not going to worry about those specifically. I'm okay. going to say that you can just roll with whatever you think this character can do. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So now, based on our, our little stat spread, our loose stat spread, Mm -hmm. What would their appearance and style be? And this is me moving into my own questionnaire. Yeah. So I I think I'm going to make this character... Uh, this character is going to be... Um, is there like an age range for kids and their dog? Is it kind of like approximately high school age? High school, maybe early college. Okay, so this kid is a freshman in high school. Uh, so... So we're talking, like, 15 years old here. Mm-hmm. This character identifies as male. All right. 
And I think that he's going to be kind of the kind definitely leaning more so into like the like the prankster aspect of the temper like oh okay de- like definitely one of those kids that you know like acts out for attention but also if you try to like call them out on the fact that they're acting out for attention they get real upset at you and deny everything oh okay um so definitely like um uh, as far as like appearance goes, I'm thinking um probably probably some kind of gray hoodie with a band with band album art on it from Hot Topic. Nice. Uh which band? Uh is Rise Against still a thing? I uh, maybe? Sure, okay. It can be vintage. Yeah, let's go with Rise Against. Uh and he's going to have uh He's gonna have that kind of like you know that kind of like I think they call it chestnut brown hair. All right. Uh, and cut short because his parents made him. Oh no! Because if he had the chance, like his hair would be probably like like spiked up in five different directions. And they said, yeah. no, they said, no, you're you're too much of an uh, like like a walking fire hazard. You're cutting your hair. <laughs> So yeah, that's his appearance. Alright, and so now that we have the look down, what's his name? Uh, hmm. Let me see if I can find, like, like a dumb teen name generator. Oh, it's time to boot up behind the name! Or actually, here, no, I'll go on baby names. How about that? I already have that app on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing about baby names is that it doesn't have, like, a random- Oh wait, it does have a random- Oh, this is giving me some wild ones. <laughs> Such as Wingate. <laughs> Wingate? Oh, no, that's perfect, though. What if that is no, his see, I was, name? No, see, I was going to name him Edward, because then he can, then he can hate uh, Twilight. <laughs> what if his name is, like, Wingate Edward something the third? But he goes by something completely different? He goes by Wynn. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Wingate Edward, um, Wingate Edward Schaefer III, but he goes by Wynn. Is that with one N or two Ns? One N. All right. One N, the condition. Because all he does is win, 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 no matter what. He insists on his friends make, he insists that his friends make that their ringtone for him and their phones. Nice. (laughs) All right. Now, what are his motivations? And I've broken this down into four questions for this. First off, what does he want in life? I think uh, I kind of going off what I said about him being like the troublemaker for the sake of for the sake of attention. Um, I think what he <laughs> never having been a terrible teen boy myself, uh, I I'm I'm gonna extrapolate that his his intentions and his goals are like, hey, you know, like like friendship and positive attention. Like he wants the spotlight, but also he he does like making people laugh. But if if someone is mean to him, he will absolutely do you know the whole stir the pot move to like manipulate someone. 
He's just not especially good at it. Oh, okay. Well, he, he, he tries, but he's not always the best at, you know, like, he will resort to stirring the pot and manipulating people to, like, if, pe- if people do things that he doesn't like. But he's not the best at, like, taking himself out of that equation so it doesn't come back to bite him. Oh, okay, gotcha. He 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 doesn't see consequences. Mm-hmm. And he's not good at coming up with like alibis when it comes to social manipulation. Um. So that also answers the why question for that. So then, I guess the third part would be what's stopping him. Uh, the fact that he's a teenager and he's not super great at social interactions yet. <laughs> So the answer is himself, a lot of the time. (laughs) And also that, in the group of kids that he's with, I'm assuming that some of them are probably older than him and can see through the act pretty quickly. Yeah, that that makes sense. I think I've actually encountered some people like this in my life. I am sure that we all have, Tanner. (laughs) I'm the baby, gotta love me! Kid, you're 15. I'm baby. Pull your pants up and put a toque on. It's November. Yeah. We live on the prairies. There's no trees to block the wind. Oh, and and Wynn is definitely one of those high school boys that, like, well, one of those high school kids who always wears shorts, no matter Uh, what weather it is. Gym shorts? Yeah. Well, not necessarily gym shorts. It could be, like, cargo shorts as well okay. maybe, maybe that's the difference between like his summer and his his spring and summer <laughs> wardrobe and his fall and winter wardrobe is whether he's wearing like basketball shorts or like or like cut off jeans or cargo shorts now this is i was gonna say this is not a call out post but this is absolutely a call out post and you know who you are but i will point out that there are guys who will just wear the gym shorts in the winter. They don't care. And they are living in the prairies. Yes. Does Wynn wear slides? Uh, no. He doesn't wear Good. slides, but he does wear vans. I mean, that's fine. I wear vans. But I wear, wear like, real shoes. Yes. Alright. Uh, anyways, so motivations. So what we know that what's stopping him is the fact that he doesn't understand social interactions, and so we can't necessarily see his consequences. Also, his meddling friends can see through this act, and they're like, hey, stop. Um, and number four is, how does he plan on getting around this? Do you mean, like, working around his his faults and his his lack of social skills? Yes, basically. How does he plan on besting the problems in front of him so he can continue to sow chaos? I think a lot of that is probably that he, if he has one social skill that he's developed, it's like how to wait for an opportunity sometimes. Like if, if an opportunity is not ripe for like a joke or a prank or stirring the pot or something, and he's actively trying to to do a prank or stir the pot, he will realize that and, like, he knows to wait. But if he's angry, all bets are off. Okay. (laughs) Alright, so now we move on to section six, which is relationships. So first off, uh, fittingly, it's 
does he have friends? And how good is he at making friends? I think I think he does have friends. Not a lot. Um, I'm excluding like the rest of. I'm not taking the rest of the meddling squad into account for this because I'm assuming that they would have to be at least friends in some capacity. Yeah. To be going off and doing their meddling and stuff. Um, but outside of the meddling kids, he probably has, like, three or four friends that are, like, close to him. And I think he can, I think he maybe has a little bit of a hard time making friends. Simply because he comes off as irascible a lot of the time. <laughs> I imagine that he, like, he and his friends are probably, they're probably kids who bonded over liking the same things in middle school. Uh, Let's see, what are these same things? Punk music. Yeah. Vaping. No, not um, vaping. Okay. I, I refuse to support uh, vaping and uh, drug usage in any continuity. <laughs> it sucks. One of, one of his friends tried vaping, and then Wynn was like, Oh, dude, come on, don't you know that by vaping you're supporting the man? Yes, that's a- Yes, I will- I, I accept that as Caden for Wynn. Um, aside from that, I think they probably- if Maybe, like, maybe the first day of, like, eighth grade or something, they all ended up wearing shirts from the same band to school on the first day. But not, <laughs> the- not like, not all the same album- but like, hey, uh, like Wynn was wearing album their first album's artwork on a shirt, and friend number two was wearing a different album, and friend number three was wearing like the live, like the concert tour shirt and stuff. I was gonna say that they showed up in eighth grade, and each one was wearing a shirt with a different number of Fall Out Boy on it. Do they make shirts with individual Fall Out Boy members on them besides, uh, besides the frontman? <laughs> Well, let me ask you this question with another question. Does Wynn seem like the kind of guy who would make a custom Andy Hurley shirt just because he respects him more than Pete and Patrick? Yes. There you go. I definitely definitely yes to that, but I don't know if I would necessarily like say that his his other his three to four friends would as well. Like, maybe they're just wearing, like, standard Fallout Boy shirts. Okay. <laughs> or more conventional ones. Since I just happened to mention Andy Hurley, now I have to ask, is Wynn vegan? No. Okay. No, he, no, he, he likes, uh, he likes gas station beef jerky too much. <laughs> Which I realize is, like, it's, defi- not it's definitely meat. not vegan, but it's not, it's not really meat. <laughs> Yeah. It's like the opposite direction from vegan. <laughs> it's Schrodinger's meat. Yeah. Did you know the cosmic brownies are vegan? Because <laughs> there's not enough real product in them. That is fascinating. I learned that from Annie because if, because John like can eat those when he's under like religious fasting. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, and since, uh, so that, so those are his, like, similar friends, but how necessarily did he befriend the meddling kid friends, the meddling friends? Um, maybe it was something where he kind of got, like, dragged into it. 
like the the meddling the rest of the meddling friends were like already they already knew each other enough but they maybe like hey maybe one of maybe one or two of them like ride wins bus or something or they like they sit behind him in they sit like in behind him in marching band or something um, okay but wait he's in marching band <laughs> so i'm trying to think of like i'm trying to figure out like what classes different grade levels would have together and the only one that came to mind was marching band i mean you're not wrong but no did win choose to go into marching band or did his parents make him i th- if he's a freshman i think his parents made him and he's in he's in he's in the pit he's doing percussion okay see that makes a lot of sense he's he's in percussion with the four peter s's yes but yeah, he's he he's maybe a little bit ambivalent on continuing to be in marching band, but his parents were like, no, we need, like, please at least try and broaden your musical horizons a little bit outside of outside of punk music. He's he's weighing his options because on the one hand, he hates being part of marching band, but on the other hand, he loves hitting drums. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, like, I was thinking, like, pit as in, like, you know, like the glockenspiel on the xylophone. And all all the different like wind all the different like wind and well not wind all the different block instruments and stuff that come with a marching band pit. Ah, uh, he goes ham on the glockenspiel. Yes, but yeah. So I like to imagine that um, when that win got that he ended up in a group with the meddling kids because he was like skateboarding around town or something like. Maybe after a marching band game, a football game. And he ended up somehow getting himself into the situation with the meddling kids that was their origin. Okay, nice. And then they were like, okay, well, uh, we all did this together and we didn't die. So uh, so you're hanging out with us now. And he was like, no, I don't wanna. <laughs> Even though secretly he was like, I get to hang out with older kids. This makes me cool, right? <laughs> See, initially what I was going to say, when you first proposed that the, all the other meddling kids knew each other and he was like a last minute addition, I was going to say, oh no, he's Justin. No, no. No. No, I mean, I mean, like, maybe the other meddling kids, like, like I said, like they all knew each other or they had a class together or they at least recognized each other in the hallway, but it wasn't like a... Hi, I'm Justin, and I'm here to discover who the Power Rangers are and become a ranger myself. I'm replacing your other friend because he, uh, broke his back? Yeah. I'm here because Zordon said Rocky has no rights. Anyways, family. <laughs> yeah. He, We've discussed how his parents are a little bit control. Well, okay, are his parents controlling? Or are they just trying to encourage him to broaden his horizons? I, hmm... Well, let, let's go ahead and establish, like, who his family members are. Yeah. Um, I think that Wynn has, uh, I think he comes from a family with, uh, with a mom and a stepdad. And I think he, does he have more young, more youngest sibling or middle child feeling to you? Because I could go either, I could go either way. Ah. Uh- Hmm. See, I'm an only child, so I don't know how that works. 
Okay, how about this? I'll make him... Uh, he is the youngest. Um, he has... And he has an older sister who is in college. And she and she is very protective of him. Um, in this in the sense of like, hey, like if you're gonna go skateboarding, please wear a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> um but she she also knows that like he he's he's in capital T that capital S stage of his life. And uh he just he needs to get through this and then he'll and then <laughs> once he graduates high school he will continue on his path to having a fully formed brain and personality. Yay. When it comes to his parents, I think his stepdad is probably probably more understanding of Win and his win and all of his idiosyncrasies. His mom, I think, definitely wants the best for him, uh, but is maybe a little bit overbearing in in how she tries to suggest that he do things, <laughs> such as I imagine that the marching band thing was probably a I'm enrolling you in marching band band camp. Yeah. Band camp starts June first, basically. Um, has he ever shouted, you're not my real dad? Uh, if he hasn't already, he will at some point. (laughs) (laughs) The rebellious phase probably didn't start until he was, like, 13. But I don't know if he's quite had anything happen to him yet that would necessitate a, you're not my real dad! (laughs) (laughs) This little shit, I love him. Um... How about pets? Does he have any pets? Uh, yes. His mom is allergic. His mom and his sister are both allergic to furred animals. So they have a very nice fish tank. And uh, Wynn also has a, he also has a, a gecko that he, that is his pet specifically. All right. And now, I guess in this section, we can also say... The gecko is non-sentient, and the fish are non-sentient. Because I was about to ask, so what is the sentient animal companion for Wynne and the other meddling kids? Um, wait, do they, does, does the wild card have to be a sentient animal? It has to be semi-sentient and non-human. Okay, okay. In that case, then, I, I think I will leave that up to, I'll leave that up to whenever... I, whenever or however the other meddling kids enter the equation. Okay. I mean, he- heck, maybe their first, like, mystery solving is is encountering the wild card for the first time, and then that's how they become a group or something. Okay. But eh, I feel like it'd be when would maybe bond the most with some kind of alien or robot, or also maybe just, like, a furred animal because he's not allergic to furred animals. <laughs> it just means that they couldn't come around his parents' house. I do like that because, like, just based off the archetypes, the temper is a little bit shaggy, just in terms of like being a funky prankster. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense that uh, Wynn would be the one who bonds the most with the uh, Scooby Doo mm-hmm. XP. Yeah, also because, hey, how cool is it that I'm friends with this insert kind of character here? Yeah. <laughs> I know I can't tell anyone that I'm friends with insert character kind here, but 
but dang, this is cool. All right, so the next part of the relationship section is rivals. Does he have any? Uh, yes. His his rival is uh, I'm just gonna I'll call him I'll call him Peter because you said Peter a bunch earlier. <laughs> um, so his rival is this kid named Peter, uh, who is who is a sophomore, so a year older than him. Oh no. Um, but uh but their their rivalry is mostly one sided. Uh oh no. <laughs> one sided because when uh it's like I think it'll be something like Win and his three to four friends outside of the meddling kids, they have that like that high school like like garage band, you know? Like we we only like practice once every two to three months, but if you try to call us, but if you try to say that we're not a real band, we'll get very upset. Yep. <laughs> and I like to imagine that there that there was like a battle of the bands for like you know like hey local young amateur musicians come and Peter's Peter is the frontman of another teen band and their band won the battle of the bands over Wynn's band. Oh no. <laughs> and Wynn Win has taken this as a personal as a personal insult of the highest degree and Peter was just was like, "Hey, cool. Good everyone else good job." <laughs> he's completely oblivious the entire time. Yes, he he's oblivious to the enmity that this 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 small freshman has for him. <laughs> Meanwhile, whenever there's a crime in town, Wynn's like, oh, this must be Peter's doing. He's trying to get to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then for the last section of the relationships part, lovers. Which I have all caps and bolded. Uh, I don't, I don't think he's mature enough to have, to be in a relationship yet. Does he have a crush? Uh, Let's go with, yes, multiple. Listen, when you're in high school, there's two options. You either have no crushes or you have all the crushes. Yes. Am I allowed to take the option that I personally had a couple of crushes in high school and then didn't do anything about them? Yeah, that's, that's usually how it goes. Okay, yeah. A crush doesn't mean you act on it. A crush just means you sit there from afar and sigh and have a musical number in your head. Yeah, yeah. So let let's go with Win has Win has a couple of crushes on his on his fellow classmates, but is but is not is not brave enough to do anything about it. And whenever he does ask someone out, it will probably be through like either humiliating himself or humiliating who he sees as like their worst enemy. <laughs> I do like that. Because he's a 15-year-old boy, and this is how teenage brains work sometimes. Listen, seduce me by destroying my foes. I dig it. Alright, so now we move on to section 7, which is history. So yeah. my first question for history, it just says, hometown. Are they punk about it, or country about it? Uh, I feel like it'd be fun to have to have Wynn be be punk about it, but his hometown is very much like is very is generally like a very you know, like a very chill place to live. Not not eventful, but also, you know, not like it's not eventful, but it's not like nothing ever happens here. 
Okay. Kind of a thing. But he's still of the mindset of, oh, I gotta get out of this town. It's gonna crush my dreams, man. Yeah, yeah. How about how about this? Let's let's place let's place Wynn as living in living in Chicagoland. Okay. Because the the thing about Chicagoland is that like it's pretty much just like the the twenty to thirty miles surrounding Chicago in any direction that is actual solid land. Okay. So, because, like, there's a whole bunch of, like, little, I guess you could call them, like, suburbs or neighborhoods or just, like, areas. So it's like you're you're close enough to a big city, but it doesn't really feel like you have a big city thing going on. But he's going to escape to the big city, and him and his band are going to make it big. Yes. And then they'll meet Fall Out Boy. Maybe his, like, maybe his musical ambitions are that he really wants to go play South by Southwest. Which I realize is not incredibly punk, but it's also not the most mainstream music festival. Uh, these days, even the punkiest bands, I think, sell out a little bit just to pay the bills. Yeah, and he can't go to Warped Tour. Warped Tour is done. <laughs> his goal is to revive the Warped Tour. There you go, yes. His goal is to revive Warped Tour. <laughs> um, I guess I can skip the question about childhood because he's in it. Yeah. Um, does he have any religious leanings? Uh, let's go, let's go with, let's go with raised unenthusiastically Christian. Non-practicing, obviously. But, but he's not, but he's not a jerk about it. No, he's not. Okay. Um, and then, so my last question for history, because I didn't know necessarily what genre we were going to end up is. The question is, what was their first car or cart or horse? Uh, he doesn't have one yet. When he does, it will likely be the hand-me-down from his sister, which I'm going to decide is a Toyota Subaru. Because <laughs> his parents don't trust him to drive, like, a station wagon or the van or something, but they're like, you know what, you can have your sister's old Subaru. That's all. That will be like twenty years old when he gets it. I mean, hey, if it still runs, yeah, like like Toyotas and Hondas, those things run forever, and also oh. they're generally pretty safe. My, I, I'm friends with like one of the main Civic guys in the city. Yeah, Civics. It's a subculture. Also, did have you ever see that Vine uh, with the car credit? No. Oh, what? Like, I'm gonna get me a Subaru! Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so, Section 8. I don't know how much mileage we'll get out of this, because Section 8 is called Abilities. Okay, we can we can kind of, like, extrapolate that to, like, what is Wynn good at? What What is Wynn good at when it comes to the relevant skills of mystery solving? Yes. Well, I mean, the first two questions are what are his powers and what are his weapons? Okay. Um, weapons? I, I mean, he probably has, he always, he probably always has a pair of drumsticks on him. But aside from that, I mean, I don't think he has, like, weapons per se. I mean, he could probably, you know, like, be decent at hey grab a grab a bat and hit something with it yeah Um, his what he's good at as is probably a lot of like i think maybe win has more like emotional 
like insight than he's willing to give himself credit for. But also, because he is, you know, a loud teen boy, he's also very good at being the distraction. Alright, so he has emotional understanding. That's what helps him manipulate people. Mm-hmm. So he's probably also really good at lying, too. Yeah. He's good at lying, but not to not to people who, you know, are are older than him or who know him really well because they have they have more emotional insights than he does. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've never met him before, you'll buy anything he says. But as soon as the night's over, you realize, wait a second, that yeah. kid's a buffoon. Yes, he is in fact a buffoon. <laughs> and then, alright, and then the, the, the last question for abilities, it just says my friends are my power. And I'm not sure what I was getting at with this, because I wrote this 11 at night while editing a podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think eventually he might get to the point of my friends are my power. <laughs> so I'll just put yes for that. Uh, put eventually. <laughs> Cause to be he, determined. Yeah. His, his, no, to be announced. He, he has to become good enough friends with the meddling kids to get to the point where his friends are his power. <laughs> I don't know. Part of it also is that, like, meddling kids is, I feel, built on a lot of, like, dynamics between the meddling kids. So. That's true, yeah. A lot of this is subject to change if Wynn ever gets actually played in a meddling kids system. <laughs> or a game. But it's, it's good to have a framework, an idea of, this is something that could happen. It's just, oh, yeah. we're not oh, sure yeah. how yet, because we don't know who we'll be interacting with. Yeah, that's very true. All right, so then we move on to the penultimate section, which is his favorites. Uh, with in brackets, I just have listed. It can just be the vibes. Yeah, um, his favorites are obviously uh, pop, uh, punk music. Yeah. So you know, like Fall Out Boy, Rise Against, and a lot of other like a lot of other non-mainstream punk music that I am not familiar with. Fall Out Boy's pretty mainstream at this point, but... I, 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 I know, that's why I, that's why I said <laughs> other non-mainstream things that I'm sure that someone would love to tell me about uh, the punk bands that they are familiar with. Yeah. Um, uh, aside from that, I think his... I think his favorite animal is obviously, like, he, he has his gecko. He really likes his gecko. But I think his... I think some of his favorite animals are probably, like, probably tigers. <laughs> Because they're cool. Uh, I think uh, favorite food? Probably uh, he does like beef jerky. Um, but aside from that, I think maybe his favorite meal is probably, you know, like a burger with a disgusting amount of toppings on it and fries. Ultra topping burger. Yes. With fries. Uh, fa- Favorite subject in school is probably, uh, probably either like, either study hall or marching band because in marching band he gets to hit things, exactly. and in study hall he gets to do whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some other favorites? What's his favorite movie? Uh, Die Hard. Which one, or just the first one? Just the first one. I've never seen any Die Hard, so I'm just kind of spitballing right now. Die Hard 3 is pretty good, but it helps to watch the first one. Okay. Second one you can skip. I remember very little about it. Okay, cool. Uh, what's his favorite TV show? 
Uh, I'm going to restrict this to TV shows that are actually airing on, like, broadcast television. Okay. Because <laughs> there, there's just way too much on, like, TV show streaming services. Oh, I mean, it could be a streaming show that you'd know exists and you feel he would like. Yeah. Even if you haven't seen um, it. I think I will say that he really enjoys, like, Survivor. Okay. Uh, Survivor and American Ninja Warrior. Because both of them have really cool stunts. And games and stuff. Alright. Does he have a favorite book? I'm gonna go with no. Alright, how about a favorite drink? Uh, Mountain Dew Code Red. And if he gets a hold of alcohol, what about then? Uh, if he gets a hold of alcohol, it's probably nothing more intense than, like, the the Budweiser that's left in the fridge. <laughs> I'm typing in Bud Light, because he doesn't know any better. Or PBR. And <laughs> uh, what's his favorite color? Black. Like my soul. Yes. And my nails. Yes. Alright, so now we've reached the final section. What else? What else? What else can you think of? Uh, this is the hmm. fun fact zone. I feel like fun facts are maybe that, like, maybe he has both his tongue, his tonsils and adenoids, but also his appendix removed. Already? Yeah. Well, all in the same week. No, not, not all in the same week. Actually, no, yeah, let's go with all in the same week. There was just, like... He was gone for- it happened during the school year, where, like, the tonsil surgery had already been, like, scheduled. But then he- he was doing some sick, like, some sick skateboard stunts, and he fell in a really wrong way, and he had to go get his appendix removed, and they were like, Well, you're here anyway, just stay here until you're- until we can get your tonsils out. And hey, while we're- while we're, uh, cutting stuff open in your mouth, let's cut those wisdom teeth, too. No, I wouldn't do that to him. Okay. Is... He, ha- he has no wisdom teeth. There's a fun fact. Oh, oh, he's highly evolved. Or or if he does have wisdom teeth, they're, they're, it's like the kind of wisdom teeth where the dentists say, like, you, you will not have to worry about these unless they ever erupt, and that will probably be when you're, like, 25. So. Are his friends, his non-meddling kids' friends, are they the kind of ones who, after he leaves, they would start a rumor that he died? I think they I think they would definitely start they would definitely try to start a rumor that like oh yeah like he died but they're but they're experimenting on him to turn him into like into the the into the the punk zombie robot uh, <laughs> and and because it's not necessarily like it's not a large town everyone is like Look, we we know he's in the hospital, okay? Oh, and they're yeah. like, no, no, he's currently undergoing mechanization. <laughs> Just, well, I bring that up because I've seen so many stories between, like, Tumblr and Not Always Learning and other social media about kids who, like, they suddenly go to the hospital because something happened unexpectedly, and somehow a rumor gets started that they died. And the teachers don't hear about it or just don't do anything to stop it. So then the kid walks into school a week later with nothing different and all their friends see them and just start screaming. Yeah, I I think his friends definitely would do that when he came back to try and keep up the kayfabe that they'd built. (laughs) 
Oh, okay. I thought of something else. Uh, here's his his favorite video game is Minecraft, but he okay. really en- he really enjoys like like the building and architecture part of it. He he likes he likes trying to like put things together and like figure out how it works. So he would probably also like Animal Crossing and Viva Pinata. I think Viva Pinata more than Animal Crossing because I feel like Viva Pinata is inherently more chaotic. Oh yeah, uh, if you gave the Animal Crossing cocaine, that's Viva Pinata. Okay, yeah, yeah. So Viva Pinata, and that means he has an Xbox, so he plays, you know, like the Xbox games and stuff. I don't own an Xbox, so I don't know what they are. <laughs> uh, it's, I don't. Halo. <laughs> That's the only other game on Xbox. It's just Viva Pinata and Halo, baby. <laughs> um, anything else? Or I think, are we putting a wrap on Win? I think we might be putting a wrap on Win, but I've really enjoyed making him. So if anyone wants to have me on their actual play show to play uh, in the meddling kids system, I I would, I think I would enjoy playing this this terrible teenager. <laughs> Do you, do you want to brute force him into some of the fandom options I had earlier? Because <laughs> a fun thought experiment. I'm good, I think, because the only ones that I think he could really that he could really be transplanted into would be Pokemon, and I don't have the time to go through the entire catalog of available Pokemon and figure out which ones would be his partners. Um, it's Scrafty. Yeah. Or Scraggy, whichever the the, the whichever the first evolution is. The pants Pokemon. Yes. We all knew this. And if he had a Digimon partner, it'd be Impmon. Sure. If if he was forced to audition for Glee, if Mr. Shu grabbed him by his hoodie and threw him into the auditorium and said, sing, damn you. <laughs> um, it would be, oh gosh, what's, what's, what's the edgiest Fall Out Boy song that I can think of? I don't even know. It's one of the ones where they don't respect women. So maybe not one of those. Maybe he just thinks, I don't care. I'm trying to I can't think of like a maybe he would sing centuries or something oh yeah that works too if he was a power ranger his color would be quantum black (laughs) or no his color would be either either black or green his zord would be oh I guess it'd be a tiger we'd establish that yeah alright there we did it woo I don't know how we're going to end this. <laughs> so, so Christina, uh, I guess that brings us to the final question. Why does win mean a lot to you? Um, because maybe I think this is the first time the first time that I've ever like made a character with like in this manner, and I had a good time doing it. Yay. It's it's fun to just kind of like improvise on the fly and stuff. Improvise on the fly, but not improvise on stage. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I could essentially break into your house and be the catalyst for the creation <laughs> of this character. Oh god, yeah. It uh th- thank you for being willing to run this, Tanner. Yeah, I can't believe you invited me here. She invited me here. I did. Uh and hey, if Listeners, if you like how this episode went, uh, please please tell me so that that way I can keep this as an idea for future anniversary episodes. 
And if you want me to take this over and make it a Homestock podcast, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Vote now on your phones. Oh, God, no. I don't even know if Homestuck had that as an option, but I don't want to... I don't like the idea of voting on your phones. I mean, it, it kind of did, because it was like, in the early days, it was in the style of a text adventure game, and so most of the plot was driven by audience suggestion. Oh, no. I mean, Hussey drew the line on certain stuff. That's why the main character's name is John, and not Zeus Mel Poop Ward. <laughs> uh, well, that part's fun. Maybe next year is the Homestuck for Wayward OCs. Maybe next year. The home for Wayward Stucks. It's Homestuck Smarts. Tell you what, the next time that April 1st is a Monday, I, I, I can put that out for an episode. That's I think that's five years from now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Um. I guess, Tater, you, you were technically... I guess I was technically the guest, but you're the one who isn't always on this show. <laughs> what would What would you like to promote? All right, so if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at SparkyUpstart. And if you'd like to find the podcast I'm involved with, I have... Let's see, what do I do? I uh, GM for a Pokemon tabletop actual play called Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium with my friends Lindsay, Ryan, and Duncan. And so that podcast... Lindsay and Ryan have been on the show before. <laughs> they have. They're also siblings. Yes. Um, anyways, that podcast can be found at PKMN underscore Millennium on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And then my other podcasts are part of the Corner Podcast Network. Hey! Hey, fancy that. This is your house, but now I live in the neighborhood. Yes. So the first one is Not If I Reboot You First, which I also co-host with my friend Lindsay from Pokemon. That's a show where we take some of our favorite properties and re-reboot them before Hollywood has the chance to. Uh, when when does this episode come out? Uh, this is going to be coming out on the 13th of April. <laughs> Holy cow, we are recording this very early. Okay. So, okay, so then the latest episode we put out, we rebooted Fantasia. Ooh. So, that was fun. I'm glad. I'm glad it's that episode that, if you're listening to the most recent, I'm glad it's that episode you listened to. Because the one before it is me trying to explain Cyber 6 while I had a back injury. And a part of it is just me ranting about wrestling. Are you? F I'm. I hope that you're feeling better, Tanner. I am. Good. I'm fine now. Good. Um, and then also with Christina. Hey, Christina. Hey. Hey, me and Christina have a new podcast that's going to be out by the time this goes up. It's called Loser Like mm -hmm. Me, and it's a podcast where we go through every episode of Glee and recap it. Yeah, I am. I am very excited for everyone to get to hear uh, episodes that record that we recorded three months ago. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's probably my fault that we did so many bulk recordings. I don't know why, but at some point I'm just like, we have to record an episode like two episodes every week, and you're like, okay. Well, it's it's because we thought that we were gonna. It's because we thought that the podcast was going to be released much earlier than it ended up being because we were waiting to figure out what we were going to do with our theme music. Oh yeah, that's true. Because I think, like, in I think in the Google sheet you had like you had us down for like a March, a March airing. It's only a month late. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah, I guess that's all that you're on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do the outro now. Go for it. 
The Humphrey Rotoses is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. It can be found on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pippa, Stitcher, Acast, and ideally, your podcatcher of choice. And if we're not there, let me know and I'll work on getting there. Our theme song is Violet by Poddington Bear, courtesy the Free Music Archives. New episodes come out on the second and fourth Mondays of the month. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we can be found on Twitter at WaywardOCPod or through the WaywardOCPod hashtag. You can also email us at waywardocpod at gmail.com. And I do have uh, I do have the next couple of guests lined up, but I will probably be doing a call for guests within the within the near-ish future, within the next like month and a half. Uh, so if you are interested in getting your name in early, you're welcome to send me an email or uh, tag me or send me a DM through the Wayward Twitter account, and we can talk about getting that set up. And of course, this is a podcast, and it is always incredibly helpful if you can rate and review us on your listening platform of choice, and hopefully even subscribe, because it helps us to find a wider audience and to brighten more people's days. So, thank you all for listening. This has been the Homeful Rabbit OCs, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. And happy anniversary, I guess. <laughs> Woo! Bow, 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 bow. Woo! 50 episodes! <laughs> tune, in, tune in in two years for the 100th episode. <laughs> My name is Christina, and this is. I can't. I, I can't remember. I had to pull my script again. I threw you off your groove. You did. My groove. Sorry. Having trouble finding video games outside the AAA bubble? Have you wondered whether you're missing out on some real gems in the industry? Well, me, Monty, and my co-host, Caitlin, have started Indie Mixtape. Here we're giving a new meaning to playlist by giving you a curated list of indie games once a month. Stuff that we're playing, what's hot and talked about, and a couple that might have been overlooked. You can subscribe to Indie Mixtape on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else you listen to podcasts.